It is Tuesday, February 16th. Gina Carraro is fired from The Mandalorian. And the Snyder Cut trailer drops. We watch The Center and the Britney Spears documentary. And of course, the focus is on the MCU with Iron Man 3 and WandaVision Episode 6. This is Mostly Superheroes. Welcome to Mostly Superheroes, a weekly video podcast where we talk mostly superheroes, but also anything else worth watching. We review, we rate, we sometimes debate. I'm your host, Logan. Joining me as usual with the winter vortex here in St. Louis and being an educator, I think he's enjoying some snow days. Ladies and gentlemen, PC Mike, how you doing? Well, I'm well. Um, yeah, the snow hit hard here, as it has kind of in the whole central of the United States. Uh, got some shoveling in today, so that wasn't too fun. Um, I think next week is supposed to be 50 degrees, so Missouri weather, man. You never know. You never know. Never know what you're going to get in the loo. Next up, our wrestling and Wheel of Fortune super fan, Andy, a.k.a. The Giggler. Andy, how the hell are you? <laughs> What is up, squad? I'm good. Uh, oh man, good call on the. Uh, I just wish I would have had some some somebody to come ask to uh, shovel my snow, like Mike did last week, because I needed. They came, they came the wrong day. They came, they didn't come for this one. They came. Yeah, with a, exactly. Yeah. One. This is too much work for them. This is a this is a lot. I I literally shoveled for an hour yesterday around noon. And I looked up back outside three hours later and it looked like I didn't even do anything. It was my, my yard was the exact same as my neighbors that hadn't touched theirs. And I was just like, why, why is this happening? Why did I even try? But I learned my lessons. And it's crazy because St. Louis, I mean, we got like what, you know, six to eight inches. And then we're at the very tip of that storm. It was actually like way worse in Texas. I know people are having a lot of power outages in the South. So I would, that's all I was sitting and thinking. It's like, as long as the power doesn't go out, we work from home, we can keep it going. We had just got grocery Sunday, you know? So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, if you're out there and you're in the South, hopefully you got your power back on and it's not too terrible for you. We, yeah, you're right. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be, but it's fun to complain. I mean, it's our, as humans, it's our favorite thing to do is complain, I think. So I'm with you. And I haven't shoveled yet, but uh, I'm. I, our neighborhood kids are out and about on our street. I'm just waiting for one to walk by at the right, right moment. I got a crisp $20 bill. Like Mike said, I'm ready to go. Got to support local small businesses. <laughs> yeah, and small people. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every single dime if they would have came today. With that, let's get into our first section of the day. Fan mail. We always feature fan mail first on this show. Appreciate you guys so much for listening and subscribing every single week. If you're a newcomer to our program, thank you for taking the time to click play and listen to us or watch us if you're on our YouTube channel. Nice and quick on our fan mail today. Got a couple things we want to highlight. 
something exciting I am excited to share. First up from the Facebook squad, our mostly superhero squad, our exclusive private but also free Facebook group. You can get in there on Facebook. Just search mostly superhero squad and answer a couple very, very easy questions when you get in there. This week, featuring our ladies, actually, Giggler. I guess I call her Mrs. Giggler in my notes. But your wife, Stephanie, she highlighted what we're going to be watching and what you're watching today. And Carrie even got in. That's my fiance and chimed in in the group. So they're being super active. Nice to see our ladies supporting us. I was going to ask you, PC Mike, is there any chance Rachel's going to get in on this eventually? Or is this just not her type of podcast? I mean, she's in. She just doesn't have the Facebook app. She is trying to wean a little bit off of Facebook, which I support. Um, not Facebook, just social media is kind of comment down a little bit, but, um, I mean, we're watching the same thing that's talked about here. So I think even, even not commenting, we're on the same wavelength, right? That's perfect. And yeah, uh, go ahead, Andy. Yeah. I told myself that as soon as I read this, that, uh, that you and Gary started it, I was like, you know what? I bet Mike started this this weekend too. Knowing, knowing that's right up his alley. (laughs) Yeah, that's your roommate, right? You're like, oh, we gotta, we all, we should all be watching the same thing anyway. No, I meant PC. PC Oh, PC Mike. I thought you were talking about. We got so many mics in our lives. (laughs) I know, but actually, ironically, we watched it without a roommate, Mike, and he caught up and watched it like the next day, or I think actually that night he watched it like from like midnight to like four a.m. And I was like, that's that's not when you want to be watching shows like this. Well, we appreciate uh, Stephanie and Carrie and anybody that takes the time to comment in our group. Like I said, fan mail, you can get featured anyway. Comment on something on our Instagram. We feature folks from TikTok, Twitter, and uh, really the easiest way is to be in that Mostly Superhero Squad on Facebook. This next piece of fan mail is something I'm very excited to share. We do have our first voicemail on the phone. I guess we need to come up with like a pretty, like a catchy name. I, I guess I can just call it the studio phone, but it's 754 call log. We've been waiting forever for this thing. And we finally got something that proves that it works. And it's actually a message for PC Mike. So I'm just going to play it now. Hold on. Hi there, I'm calling for Muscle Superheroes. This is Derek calling for Peace and Mike. I uh, just want to ask you, uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, real big fan of the show, uh, living in Austin, Texas. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, take it easy. That was, that was Derek on the line calling for PC Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Again, that's 754 call log. It's that easy to be featured. We'll actually play your message on it. And the question was, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? PC Mike. My favorite wrestler of all time goes by many names. But what I fell in love with him as a wrestler as is Psycho Sid. Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, Sid Justice is my favorite wrestler of all time. Went to WrestleMania a couple years ago. I actually got to meet him. Meet him. Um, I spit my words out just like I did there. And I said, thank you for everything you've done for me. And he said, what? And I said, I, thanks. <laughs> so very, we, got a, we got a picture together. It looks like a prison photo. That is a reference to Angels in the Outfield, a line of that. But Psycho Sid is my favorite. Psycho Sid is underrated. 
Psycho Sid needs to be in the WWF Hall of WWE Hall of Fame. He has headlined two WrestleManias. He's been a world champion in multiple promotions, and he is severely underrated. Wow. That's, I mean, yeah, you're a fan. And uh, you said there's a photo. You're going to have to give that to me, and we'll get it in the video. That's uh, my thoughts exactly. Got to see that for sure. <laughs> uh, it's, it's somewhere in my phone. I'll find it, and I'll send it to you. With it being Wrestling World, too, I mean, you guys are both big fans. Giggler, are you a fan of Psycho Sit? I hope Mike doesn't hate me for this, but I I don't know if I'd be able to pick him out of a lineup, unfortunately. Ooh, oh, man. Poor me. But now I'm going to do my research and, and, and get to know him a little better. You know who he is. He headlined WrestleMania 8 with Hulk Hogan. He was WrestleMania 13 with The Undertaker. He had one of the greatest storylines ever with Shawn Michaels in 96-97. <laughs> I see Andy already looking him up like, oh, yeah, okay. All right. I, I could pick this man out of a lineup, but I don't I, I don't know much about him. That was like not my not my prime time of wrestling watching, I think. I don't I don't know why. But Andy, you know. do me a favor. I want you at some point to watch nineteen ninety six Survivor series. Nineteen ninety six he's he's literally got a notepad. <laughs> and tell me Psycho Sid is not the tits after that. Right. I got it. 1996 Survivor Series. Wrote it down on my pad. Madison Square Garden, Shawn Michaels, Psycho Sid for the WWF Championship. Well, ladies and gents, as you can see, it's that easy to get your favorite topic on Mostly Superheroes. You throw us out a question, we're going to break it open. And now we got something that Andy needs to watch and we're going to talk about on future episodes. Um, so let's get more voicemails in here. I like this feature, being able to play these live for all you guys, just right here on the show. Again, that number is 754-CALL-LOG, 754-225-5564. Save it in your phone as mostly superheroes. Give us a, You can text us. You can call us. And we want to get more people involved with the show this way. And just because we're doing voicemails, you might end up on the show live. Again, you call us during the show, and it rings. I'll be scared to death, first of all, but then we'll answer it. All right, let's move on. News and rumors. Getting into some news from the week and from the weekend. First up, really uh, excited, to, not excited, but I just really want to hear what you two have to think about this. Gina Carraro of The Mandalorian was fired because of tweets that she had put out into the world. And Disney has spoke out about this and said there is no plan to have her back. This is insane news. Not only was she a featured character on the Breakout series, she was going to have a Breakout series of her own uh, that focused on Rangers. I mean, it was a, it's a whole different thing. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck, is that even going to happen now? So many questions. Um, I did want to pull up a couple of these tweets. And just because I was curious about it, it turned out there were a couple things that I guess – Disney was not on board with here in terms of public opinions out in a public forum. She had a tweet out there about the election process and uh, saying that, you know, we need to really clean up the fraud that's happening, uh, saying that she needs to, you know, things like film the counting, flush out the fake votes, require IDs. And then the thing that I think was the straw on the camel's back was this image and tweet she put out saying that she, comparing Jews in the Holocaust being beat up not just by Nazis but other people and comparing that to like the Republican Party and like that was that was the that was it that was when Disney raised their hand and said 
adios. Um, this is crazy news. I think it's, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I have a lot of feelings just in terms of, man, what does it mean to have an opinion as like a super megastar? I mean, you can see right here what happens. It's, uh, she's gone. Let's look at you, PC Mike. Had you already, I think you've probably already heard about this. This came out several days ago. Any thoughts about this? Were you shocked? What were your feelings about hearing this news? My first feelings were like what you did. I went and looked up her tweets and stuff and kind of went down a rabbit hole. Um, some kind of out there things, some kind of crazy things. Just, I mean, just, I don't know. Think before you tweet. I mean, if that's what you really feel, I mean, it's your right to do that. Mm -hmm. It's your right to say whatever you'd like to, but it's also your employer's right to hold you accountable for those actions. Um, and I think with the, I think anytime you bring up the Holocaust and compare it to something not even anywhere close to that, I think it's in poor taste. Um, I think that millions and millions of people lost their lives during that and they compare it. I don't really, I didn't read that. I didn't see the context of if she's talking about a voter fraud or whatever, um, comparing that to the Holocaust, I think that's, that's not even comparable. I mean, there, that's two different things. Um, one's an election and one millions of lives were lost. So um, in poor taste to do that, uh, just think before you tweet and the employers, I mean, they hold the power in this situation and they have the right. And I'm sure she signed a contract where she signed some different things and had to abide by that contract. And I didn't, I haven't looked into it, but um, you have to be smart out there and you have to um, think before you put yourself out there like that. But she um, clearly is passionate about it mm -hmm. and that's, she has every right to be. So that's yeah. kind of where I stand. That's that's really well said because like we we do but like freedom of speech comes into play here right it's you know it's like what are we talking about you can't have you can't say something about something but you made a good point if you're going to be comparing like your any situation to anything else maybe like save the Holocaust for like uh, your Plan B or Plan C because like you could probably compare it to something else and get your point across but the moment you say Holocaust like people are like well well hold on now what are we comparing. Giggler, did you have any thoughts on this? Are you sad to see her go? I know that we talked about her a lot when we reviewed The Mandalorian Season 2. Oh, yeah. Even though we could never remember her name, she still did a great job. <laughs> that was on us. Uh, I mean, up until she did a great job up until this, I feel like. I I mean, the worst part is when stuff like this happens, like, you just know the person, like, tweeted it and we're like, this is a good thing to say. And it just hits send. And then like i don't know if she was like shocked by the by by what came of it or whatever but mm -hmm. like i'm all for celebrities and public figures having using their platforms to like raise awareness on things but like this is just totally misses the mark of what that should be used for um i i mean you guys pretty much summed everything up else up perfectly well, you know uh, you know what i'll add is because, like, I, I had my thoughts I, – I had the exact same thoughts as you guys. It's like, you should be able to say what you want to say, but if you have a boss, you got to think about what you're going to say. No, going – just getting totally on her character, Cara Dune, in The Mandalorian and just making about that. I never really had said this on the show because I was – you know, I drink The Mandalorian Kool-Aid. I'm all about everything that's happening. That being said, I, she was probably my least favorite character, and I'm not like – it's not like uh, they're like, you know, Baby Yoda said a nasty tweet and he's gone. <laughs> You know, I'm, you know, again, I'm, uh, that was just my take on it. Now take that opinion for what it is and keep it separate from what these tweets are and stuff. Either way, it is news. We want to cover it and highlight it. What are your thoughts on this? You're going to miss, miss Gina Carrara as Cara Dune in the Mandalorian. Let us know at mostlysuperheroes.com. Um, there might be more developing news on this as this goes along. Who knows? So we'll keep you posted. 
Next up, getting into some more fun stuff. The Snyder Cut trailer dropped, and I'm just going to say it. It was awesome. <laughs> Give my fresh take here off this thing. I reviewed it, watched it again right before we started recording. Man, it got me excited. It looks pretty cool. I definitely noticed a lot more in this trailer compared to anything else that's come out promoting this movie so far. I've noticed a lot more of the original kind of Justice League storylines being t put in there. Like, there's a lot of scenes where you're like, oh, I remember that part. I remember that part mixed with the new stuff. Um, I am still very worried that this movie is going to let us down. And not only that, but it's going to be four hours. So it's going to be like a four-hour letdown. I hope that's not the case. You know you're going to see some cool stuff. We're excited about the movie. We're going to talk about the movie. But we take it all with a grain of salt, especially after what happened with Wonder Woman 1984. Giggler, let's start with you this time. I'm sure you saw the trailer. You got to see Batman actually talking to Jared Leto in this trailer, which we have been talking about the last two weeks with the images coming out of Zack Snyder. How did you feel when you finished watching this trailer? Yeah, when I finished the trailer, I couldn't really think of anything else but the final like five seconds because that was a pretty cool reveal, um, even though I think it'll inevitably be a very small part of the movie. Uh, I see why they're putting it in the, the promos and stuff like that, especially when, like we talked about earlier, that the Joker wasn't even in the original movie, but I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, this, this definitely made me more excited about it. We're only like a month out. Um, I really like the black suit Superman. I know that's been rumored for a while as well. Um, and the, the villain, uh, clips in this look pretty awesome, uh, I, I think it'll be much better than, than the original, but like how much better is the real question. Well, and I also have to give you props, Andy, because you actually called, it looks like that the Joker that we said, you said this, is probably in that dream sequence of uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, and that looks like exactly what's going on. So well done calling that. Thank you. PC Mike, what are you thinking? I'm keeping my hopes level. Um, I'm terrified it's just going to be a hodgepodge put together type of thing. They're just adding basically bonus clips to make it four hours and all of that. I love the internet's kind of ripping it apart. Um, I see a bunch of like memes where it just says we live in a society. Well, no, no, we live in a society. <laughs> like everyone's just kind of ripping that line. He does say more after that. He does. Which is good. But I just see we live in a society memes a lot. I'm hoping for the best. I'm prepared for the worst. But I, in my mind, it can't be much worse than what it was. Uh, so, Spoken like cool. a spoken like a well-trained DC movie fan after the years we've had. Yeah, I mean, it's we're a long way from the Dark Knight trilogy with all this. And even the first Wonder Woman, I feel like we're kind of... We, I think we had some decent... Like, I liked Aquaman a lot. I liked the first Wonder Woman. But we just can't put it together. We can't mm -hmm. put together a hit streak. We really, they really can't. Shazam and, was good. Shazam was good. Yeah, Shazam was good, but it's like, like, it's like a baseball player. Like, we're on a slump. We're like an 0 for 15 slump. And then, oh, Shazam, you know, you go two for three one day. Maybe we got this back. We don't. We don't have it back. So I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to not get my hopes up, but um, I thought the Joker looked a lot better. I liked his voice in it, actually. Um, like Andy said, the villains look a lot better than what they were in the first Justice League. Um, there's some good quotes. You have one up here on the screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. 
you said the age of heroes would never come again and kind of building that up that they have to come together was cool so i'm excited to get it. um we'll watch it for sure um we'll critique it i'll probably be a little higher on it than most people um but again i'm keeping my expectations leveled at the time fair and i think that's a great approach that's probably good advice for any movie to go in you got to keep those expectations in check um, I'll tell you what I'm excited to see, regardless of if the film is good or bad. It's a live action dark side. And that is something that is just as a diehard Superman fan growing up. And that is the bad of all bads seeing this guy. And he looks, at least from what you can see, he looks pretty good. Now, will it look that good in a four hour movie? And how often will we see him? That's a question. So um, I hope they can bring it. I've already been seeing memes, you know, comparing him to Thanos. And I mean, you that's just a that's a top of the bill thing to compare it to. Um, but I am excited to see, like you said, the villains in here, more characters. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're getting the Justice League on screen. So we'll, we will be watching it. We will be talking about it. Uh, let us know what you think. Are you excited for this movie? Um, write us in on our website. Let us know on social media. we got some posts out about this right now. You can just go give us a comment. Uh, you'll probably end up on the show. we got to get that watch party scheduled. You guys think we should do a watch party for this? Why not? Oh, well, you just mean like us three just watching it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I thought you meant like a live watch. I was like, I don't know. That's four hours. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, is, uh, is, it out, is it coming out in hour segments? Are they still doing that? No, it's all, all at once on the 18th. Cool. And then the next day is the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah, big, big week. Big week. Yes, for sure. Uh, we can't. I can't wait for that week. We might. We might have to have two mostly superheroes episodes that week, uh, just because there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, and I mean, oh man, I hope. Yeah, poor us, right? Uh, so yeah, we're excited to talk about the Snyder Cut. I'm excited most of all for people just to stop talking about the Snyder Cut online. I'm tired of seeing the hashtag. So let's just watch this movie and see what it looks like. And one more piece of news here: um, they did release. They being Disney, coming out of Disney and Marvel Studios. There is going to be a uh, behind-the-scenes look at the making of WandaVision called Marvel Studios Assembled. It's a documentary series of specials, goes behind the scenes of the shows and movies of the MCU. And the first one is, of course, WandaVision coming out March 12th on Disney+. Plus. You can bet that we'll be talking about it and watching it on Mostly Superheroes. We'll keep you posted. And then last week, we did announce the merch store is live at MostlySuperHeroes.com forward slash merch. I just had to show off. A piece of merch just came right before the show started. I got my mug. I had, I had three packages that were supposed to be delivered today. None have made it, so I'm blaming it on the snow. I'm so mad. What well, rep. and you got a bunch of stuff, right? You got some hoodies. You got We got mugs. We got t-shirts. We got stickers. We got totes. We got a pillow. There's a pillow. There's all sorts of stuff, so get over and buy it. PC Mike, have you got anything yet? Not yet, but I'm not buying a mug because you two got me two coffee mugs for Christmas. So <laughs> a mug is one thing I'm probably not going to get. But I have a I have a man fridge downstairs that would be perfect for a couple stickers. Yeah, there it is. A couple stickers and uh, some swag like that. Uh, but no, I, I'm excited. 
I think it's a cool company too. And who shot who shot this out for you? Yeah, this was uh the, so the company that we're going through is T Public. They look like they're a great company. They use like green products, and they tell you all about that at their website. Um, it's the whole store is on our website, and we can thank Imran over at the Jock and Nerd Podcast for telling us about this. So. Um, it looks great. I can tell you right now, it's high quality stuff. It's something that I wanted to buy myself and test it. I'm telling you, it looks great. I've been happy with the t-shirts, the mugs. So Andy, let us know when you get your stuff and listener viewer, get over and get your mostly superheroes, uh, merch. We're using the hashtag mostly merch. Take a picture. We will definitely feature you on the show and on our YouTube channel. All right, next up. What you watching? What you watching is where we tell you what we're watching each and every week. Got a lot to cover today, so let's get right into it. PC Mike, we're going to start with you. You got a lot of fun stuff, and we're going to do this um, in a good order. I've already thought about it in my head because there's a crossover with yourself and the Giggler. So let's start with a show that you told us about last week. How is, how was, let's do a spoiler-free review and rating of The Sinner on Netflix. Tell us about it. Uh, the Sinner, it's actually season three. Um, I would say a word to describe season three of The Sinner is probably frustrating. Mm. Um, it doesn't, there's not the payoff that you'd want, I wouldn't think. Um, it's just kind of frustrating. Uh, the char- the main character, Bill Pullman, he's awesome. Uh, but there's just some, there's weird things going back and forth and kind of layers that you have to dig into. You know the crime. It's kind of one of those, you know the crime, but then you have to unravel the layers like of the past. So it's kind of one of those, but it's just a little frustrating. Um, and it's hard. The center season one was amazing and it's hard to kind of come up with that. And like we talked about last time, season two is not great. Clearly it wasn't. I had to go back and reread it after Andy was talking about it. Um, and season three is a little bit better than season two, but there's just some to be desired um, on it. Um, I will probably not ever watch it again because it is a thriller and you get all those mysteries already. Um, I'd probably put it like a 2.7. Um, it's a decent weekend watch, but it's not going to be like, hey, you got to get home. You got to see the center um, for me. So on that. And then I see, I told you the challenge. Me and my fiance, we watch the challenge every week. We started watching it last season in quarantine and it's the MTV challenge. Um, there's a thing that they post on Twitter of MTV schedule every week and like the challenges on there. And then there's like 89 hours of ridiculousness that just covers it. If you ever see MTV's like schedule, it just all reach. It's hilarious. But the challenge, it's a little, Andy might like it. It's a little trashy TV, uh, but with some competitions thrown in. It's like the mixture of survivor and like one of those trashy, uh, Southern Charm or Below Deck and um, The Bachelor, all those kind of shows where they drink and hang out and stuff like that all rolled up into one. Um, so the challenge, love it. Uh, I watch it every week. I've never um, seen it, and uh, I feel like I saw Andy's eyes perk up whenever you saw Trash TV and the <laughs> and uh, uh, Below Deck. So it sounds like maybe something that you put on in the background. You're not taking it too seriously, but I can see you smiling. You're enjoying it when you watch it. it yeah, you definitely recommend it then. Yeah, uh, every week something new. Um, if you watch old Real Worlds, you'll see like some people that you would know um, on there. But they do have challenges, and it's for a million dollars, so it's real stakes um, to go out there. And then the last one that I think we're all watching. I'm on episode two of this crime scene 
the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I knew a little bit before I even started watching this um, because I listened to the Crime Junkie, I believe, on this a while back. So I kind of had some background knowledge, but it's again, it's a true crime done by Netflix. Netflix seems to do really well with true crime. Um, we talked about the Night Stalker recently on here and all of that, um, but it's good. I, I think I like this a little bit better than the Night Stalker so far, episode two. Um, it's a weird case. I mean, it's weird. I don't know how the doc ends. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody here, but the videos, I mean, I, I love how they like describe people on these docs now. It's like internet sleuth. I want to be on one of these shows and like my, what does my, what, what does PC Mike do? Oh, he's an internet sleuth under his name, like nothing else. <laughs> like I just dig online all day. But uh, yeah, it's the videos are out there and it's a crazy story. Um, I think there's a lot of layers that we probably don't know. Um, and I still have two more episodes to go. So don't, you two don't spoil it for me, but um, it's watchable. It's entertaining. Probably not like Andy said earlier, nothing you want to watch um at like 4 a.m and then go to bed and have a nice peaceful evening for sleep so that's what i'm watching right now and of course every once in a while i'll watch some wrestling or the blues keep losing to the coyotes i'll see them every once in a while but hell yeah well thanks mike uh great a great round of what you watching this week lot plenty of for you there listener to check out good reviews giving you a good idea of where it is and yeah we will keep this spoiler free giggler i'm gonna let you go next and go first uh starting with the Cecil Hotel, and then uh, if you don't mind, I'll give like my thoughts on it as well when you wrap that title up. Um, it's going to be, uh, again, keep it spoiler-free, but definitely give your thoughts on uh, what you thought about it. And feel free to go ahead and give it a rating because that's not going to spoil anything. I think it's good for people to know what to expect. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. So I'll, I'll keep my discussions on the, the Cecil Hotel brief because I don't want to spoil anything, but I think definitely this just shows, like Mike's talking about the internet sleuths and like the whole – like first few episodes I'm thinking in my head like this is really cool like that the internet can kind of like come together and just like try to like proactively solve like something like this that with within like from afar basically like it's pretty amazing like the internet doing things like that but at the same time the internet also has a lot of cons to it to where the internet really can screw over people and their lives um without them knowing so that's all i'll say i'll with the rating i'd probably go with maybe like a 2.5 i uh yeah i like the, i like the start of it but it, it, it kind of kind of lost me near the end but i don't want to say too much to, to ruin it for mike i look we should touch base on it next week for sure so yeah we'll keep it going and really I'm going to say the same thing, Andy, because I'm going to keep it super, super brief. I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed it a lot. This is what I think about it overall. I think it's really, really well made, and it's told so well that you will watch all of it, and you'll be glad that you did. But I will agree with you that, you know, it kind of – it might fall a little flat for you in terms of, you know, the chunk of the story. But, like, from beginning to end, they made it so well, and the, the way that the camera angles work, the way that they, they, they tell these stories is in a good order – I think, uh, if I remember correctly, is it Ron Howard? I think maybe was involved with the with this, and he's a uh, you know a famous director. He worked on Arrested Development. I hope I'm not getting that wrong, but it's just you can see that there's some really talented people telling the story. But um, I will say that I'll give it a you gave it a 2.5. I'm gonna give it a 2.5 as well. 
yeah my my biggest issue was just and this is this won't be any spoiler spoilers for sure but it's like i hate when documentaries do this even though it's kind of inevitable but they will spend an episode talking about something but then later on they'll talk about a revelation that basically just completely changed that what they were all talking about and like it just made me think this could have all been like a one hour special rather than enough four hours but whatever well tell us about your next title we'll keep the we'll let you know what pc mike's thought on it i can't wait to hear uh get a well-rounded review here from most of superheroes what did you think i saw this one too Uh, pc mike did you see this one i see the thumbs up the framing britney spears story by new york times and it's on hulu it has been talked at my house a lot we have not watched it yet i am told that we will be watching it very soon yeah, I would say you need to watch this. It's just like from from this just from the standpoint of like the age that we were when this news has like come out over the years, you're just gonna have like all these flashbacks. But Andy, it's your what you watch and tell us what you thought about it. I guess, you know, spoilers, I guess, but it's all current news, it's current stuff. But go ahead and let us know what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, it's basically just the story of how she's manipulated and screwed over throughout her entire life, starting with Justin Timberlake and now her father basically uh taking over her estate after all of her mental problems in the uh 2000s and from watching this like i just i have so much sympathy for her like i can't even imagine not being able to leave your house without cameras like following you everywhere you go like i was getting visibly like frustrated and annoyed watching this but it's basically kind of just i mean everyone knows the story of britney spears and at all like I was a huge fan growing up just like every teenage boy in that time frame um she's obsessed still... I was obsessed like I had the posters I had every album oh my god yeah for sure like she's she's a babe still is <laughs> still is. just uh she's a little off now I mean it's I, I follow her on Instagram and she has a lot of very strange posts where you're just like something's not right there and I mean from watching this documentary now, I, I, I don't blame her. Cause like there's just, she's been through so much and she's still so young. Like she's, she's our age or like a little bit older, I, I, I would assume. So it's like, that just kind of blows my mind, but yeah, it gives you a little, little insight into like the legal investigations and stuff like that. But I'm thinking that hopefully this documentary being put out in the public eye can help uh, change her situation for the better. Um, regarding her like legal troubles that she's having against her father but who knows yeah well let's do this let's wait till pc mike watches it and we'll bring it back to the forefront the three of us can kind of break it open talk about stuff and uh get a good well-rounded review for you but uh i definitely you know i saw i recommend you if you go watch it if you have any interest in britney spears at all you got to put it on your list it's only like an hour and 10 minutes long right you watch all right guys if you're ready Let's get into MCU town. We're going to do uh, a movie today. Next in our MCU rewatch, we are watching the MCU movies in order, keep it in release order, of course, using the hashtag MCU rewatch. This week, Iron Man 3. And guys, I just got to tell you, I was wrong. I said this movie was better than what people gave it credit for. It is indeed worse. <laughs> Holy cow, I was watching this thing, and like 10 minutes in, I thought, oh, that's weird. This isn't, okay, whatever, it's good. And then 20 minutes in, I thought, oh, no, this just keeps going. And 
I don't know what happened. I don't know what wrong. I don't know who was like on the team of this thing, but they just tried like a very different formula. We are going to breeze through this quickly. But I, I say that, but like the more I look at my notes, there's so many funny things in here to share. I'm excited to break it open. And uh, before we do that, I want to get a gut check. Uh, PC Mike, when's the last time you saw this movie? I have no earthly idea, but your text the other day when it was like, hey, it wasn't too good. I was like, well, I'm not watching it now. I'll just <laughs> listen to Logan's awesome breakdown. How about you, Giggler? You did a rewatch recently? Yeah, I watched it during then. I tried to rewatch it today. I just got too, kind of busy at work, but um, I yeah, I probably watched it a month ago. Well, I watched it fresh, fresh being yesterday, and let's just break it down. This is what we do. We set you up. We let you know when the movie takes place. This one came right after The Avengers that took place in 2012. It came out one year later on May 3rd, 2013, and the next movie in the lineup, which we will be talking about next week, one that I'm equally a little concerned about rewatching is Thor The Dark World. Uh, notoriously known for not being so great. I enjoy the movie, but now that I've had this experience, I almost feel like the MCU got so good with all the later movies that after watching the Infin Infinity War, Endgame, and now seeing WandaVision, which is, I'm so excited to talk about it for the meet today, th these lower tier movies are becoming definitely the lowest of the tier. So we'll definitely be talking Thor The Dark World next week. Iron Man 3, the budget was $200 million, and yeah, it did well. It made a whopping $1.2 with a B. I'll give it up. I mean, they made it. Let's just breeze through this storyline and just talk about some of the things I noticed. Don't worry. We can't spend too much time here because there's seriously like an hour and a half in the middle that I just was like skipping 10 seconds at a time. <laughs> uh, first up, okay, uh, it opens up in 1999 with the song I'm Blue, da ba dee da ba da You know, I'm blue, da ba dee da ba da Great song. Eiffel 65. Eiffel 65. Such a 90s song. I can just picture myself at the roller rink. You know, that thing just blasting. It's New Roller Zone, you mean? The Roller Zone in Farmington. Yeah, might as well call it what it is. <laughs> hey, Roller Rink. I know exactly where you were at. Tuesday night Christian skate. That's right. <laughs> um, we do get an appearance of Jensen, the guy that Tony's actually in the cave with in Iron Man 1. He's in the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie at this 1999 benefit. Um, to, and we also meet Aldrich Killian, a nerdy looking guy that Tony's really mean to. He's like, Hey, I'll meet you up on the, uh, top, on the top of this building and hear your business idea. Just leaves him hanging. This will come back and haunt him. I'll also say, I forgot that this is a Christmas movie that came out in May. There's Christmas songs throughout the whole thing. It's snowing the whole time and it's right before summer. This is, it came out in the summertime. Um, it is kind of cool. There, there is some cool stuff that happens with Tony being Iron Man. He actually builds his new suit, but he puts in uh, sensors into his body. And this is like the first time he's going to have like the Iron Man suit coming to his actual body. He's like injecting himself with these little computers or something. We meet the Mandarin, which is like this straight up badass Marvel villain that does not get due justice in this movie, but hopefully will get justice in the new upcoming Marvel series, Shang-Chi. Or movie. Is that a movie? Is Shang-Chi a movie or a, a, a TV show? That's a movie. So that's I good. Think it comes out this year. It does, right? It's later. It's like after the summer, I think. I want to say like November or so. Um, but that's apparently going to be the story of the real Mandarin. 
the people that captured Tony Stark in the beginning. Hopefully we'll get it done right. It's not done right in this one. We meet Iron Man. Sorry, go ahead. July 9th is the release Shang-Chi. Oh, thanks, Andy, for looking that up. That's soon. Yeah. That's way sooner than I thought. Well, I'm excited because this Mandarin sucks and is just annoying. And it's just like, who's the bad guy in this movie? Oh, just a douchebag billionaire that <laughs> we'll get there. Um, we meet Iron Patriot, which is War Machine, played, you know, James Rhodes. They painted him blue, like red, white, and blue, made him Iron Patriot. Tony has not one, but two, not even two, three panic attacks in this movie. He's like having a lot, like he's having a lot of stress from the events of Avengers. This will inevitably be just the journey of Tony Stark dealing with Avengers and going up in the wormhole and saving everybody. This is kind of like the after effect of what happens to him. He has a he has one of these panic attacks at like a Chili's. He's eating at Chili's with Rhodey, and he like goes out to the parking lot to leave because he's like having a panic attack. And his Iron Man suit is parked in a parking spot, like open, so he can get into it. Yeah, that happened. Aldrich Killian, he comes back after you know twenty years later, thirteen years later. He's back. He's handsome. Uh, he's trying to pitch Pepper Potts on this like DNA advancing technology that's combined with like botany and it's it's like the world's new uh way to evolve humans okay it's just like another version of the super soldier serum but with like bi biology instead she's like no thanks this is really funny uh this in this movie like happy you know played by john favreau his uh, tony's bodyguard he actually he's like the hero in this one he's the guy that's like hey man i don't really trust this aldrich killian guy he literally calls tony stark on the phone and it's like, hey, I think this guy's up to some bad stuff. And Tony's just, like, distracted and can't deal with it. So Tony's bodyguard ends up being kind of the hero of this movie. And then gets injured and is sidelined for the rest of the film for, like, no reason. He's in the first hour, and then he's not even in the rest of the movie until the very end. Tony's making a shit ton of suits in this one. So if you remember in Iron Man or in The Avengers, I think he was like on what, Mark 5 or something. It's like whenever he fights Loki. Well, he's on like Mark 42 now. Um, the suits can like move without him. He has a nightmare at one point and the, one of his suits attacks Pepper in the middle of the night. You remember that? Um, he, get, he gets attacked by the Mandarin at his house with all these missiles. This is probably my favorite part of the movie actually where I'm like, okay, here we go. Iron Man's gonna have to fight these helicopters coming in. Three helicopters attack Tony Stark's house. He gets finally back into his suit that is, like, apparently a prototype, so he can't fly. He doesn't have any blasters, and these helicopters are kicking his ass. And I'm like, get in a suit. You're at your house. Like, you're at your house with 40 suits. And he can't take down three helicopters. This is the same guy that fought an army of aliens in the last movie we saw. He can't fight three helicopters. Um, he gets away, he wakes up, here we go, this is where the movie really takes off, he wakes up in Tennessee, small town Tennessee, and his suit, his, the battery in his suit dies, so he can't even use his suit anymore, he has to carry his suit, it's just like Tony Stark without his suit, right, he has his second panic attack in the movie, and this is where I called the next part of the movie, there's like 1.5 hours of bullshit, like just straight up Nothing happening. Tony fighting without his suit in downtown Tennessee. He dresses up at a as a cowboy at one point and solicits the help of like a local news van so that he can like hack into a system. I was like, "You're Tony Stark. 
Like, make a phone call. Like, get your stuff here. You could have all your suits fly to you, like, right now, I bet. Like, what is taking so long? I just spilled my beer. <laughs> getting heated. You're getting so heated. I'm getting so heated. Just spill my beer right here. It's all right. Do we need to take a break right now? No, no. <laughs> we're gonna keep it going. I'm in the middle of it, and I'm. I just got. And we're almost done, which is funny. Okay, so this part is kind of cool. This is where he goes up to Air Force One, and he uh, has to save the president. And the airplane blows up. All these people fall out, and he has to save like nine people. Right? You remember that part? He like catches them all, and he flies them down to the water. What they don't really focus on is that the plane that he left behind exploded in the air behind him. I think like 20 people died. Tony fights with all of his suits at the end. Pepper survives a big old fall. He blows up all of his suits. The kid in Tennessee that he befriended gets an upgrade. Don't forget that the main bad guy, Killian, that could like turn into fire, he breathes fire like a dragon. A man breathing fire. PC Mike, go ahead. Makes sense to me. <laughs> hey that's a 1.2 billion dollar idea man i don't know why you don't like this isn't that hilarious you're like well they made 1.2 billion dollars yeah but when you see it you're like oh boy yeah but have you ever seen guy pierce in memento he's worth 1.2 billion oh my gosh good call good reference yeah. he's amazing yeah that movie's that's one of my all-time favorite movies oh it's are we going to talk about it on mostly superheroes i think we need to I think we need to deep dive and like really get into the timelines. I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Oh, it's you great. You've never seen Memento? No. I'm putting it on my list right now, though, with Survivor Series 1996, though. It's a, Christop <laughs> it's a Christopher Nolan film. It's one of his first. It is awesome. It was one of the first movies I saw in a cinema class I took in college, and I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my whole life. I still feel that way. I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so I hope it holds up. I think it, I mean, I don't even know what streaming, I'll try to look up what streaming service it's on and I'll let you know, Andy, but whew, he's awesome in that. So I get why they casted him in this. Yeah. He's the bad guy in this and listener. There you go. We're going to watch Memento wrapping up Iron Man three. Like I said, the kid in Tennessee, I think his name was Harley. He ends up like getting an upgrade. Tony helps him out for him, helping him out. This kid also shows up at the spoiler alert for Avengers Endgame. Huge spoiler right now. If you don't want to know what happens in that movie, I've given you plenty of time by ranting right now. Tony Stark does die. And at his funeral, this kid shows up. So that's that's a connection for some reason. Um, and then at the end, he throws like his arc reactor into the ocean. And he, we do end the movie with a I am Iron Man quote. I didn't realize he said it in this movie, but he does. And then the end credit scene, because if you remember in this movie, he's narrating it from the beginning. He's talking to Bruce Banner at the end. And I got to tell you, it was dumb. Like, I was like, this is dumb. Um, so I'm not going to – we won't have to go too much further. I want to hear what you guys think of this movie, get your thoughts and rating. I'm going to do it real quick. It's Iron Man 3. It pains me to say it. You know, it's still an Iron Man, mo Iron Man movie. It's still in the MCU. I could see us exploring this deeper one day, like where we just break down all the intricate little things that happen. I uh, just want to keep it high level today. My rating for this movie – it really hurts my heart, but it's a 2.7. Like, I'm a guy that's always really preached up the MCU, and I've always, like, told people why they're so good. Okay, those people that ever told me this movie was bad, I'm with you. Um, Giggler, you were the one that saw this most recently. Lay it on us. Give us your thoughts, and please give us a rating for the Iron Man 3 film. 
You got it. Um, I just took a couple notes um, on the, the theory of, or the, the topic of it being a Christmas movie. Like I have a theory that now after watching a few of these lately, that it really should only include Christmas time if it's completely necessary to the plot. It was not necessary to this movie. I don't think they could have done it otherwise, especially if it, when it's released, like it just, when it's a big picture of like 23 movies plus, like there's no reason to have this related to Christmas. So pass on that. Um, but I think, I think the rewatchability takes a hit for this because of the Mandarin reveal, probably like the first time was a big deal, but from then it's just like, yeah, it like, whatever. Okay. I get it. They, they got me. Um, as well as well they got you because it was a dumb reveal it was like the mandarin's this paid actor right and he's hired but he's actually working for uh aldrich killian and you're like oh okay was it big kingsley the fake one yes that's it what's his name exactly ben kingsley he won best actor for gandhi back in the day well, and that's the thing. He himself is good in the movie. Like he's he's actually like a joy to watch. I was like, this guy's fun. Um, but like it was like it was the wrong fit. This isn't what I wanted in this movie. Keep on going, Guler. Yeah, no, I agree. That's it's it's it definitely wasn't what it didn't it, it missed the mark a little bit. But it was still like a at least a surprise reveal that the things that you kind of want in in movies like this. Um, but yeah, the end credit scene was very forgettable. I, I completely forgot what it was until when I was rewatching it earlier today. I skipped to the end just to see what what the credit scene was, and I was like, "This is, this is so stupid." <laughs> yeah, you would you, you would have thought this would have at least been an end credit scene that teased out the next movie or something. No, it was like you waited the whole time, and then you were like, "Oh my gosh, I'm double let down." Yeah, exactly. That's not what you want to see in those credit scenes for real. Um, but overall, I mean, just. The, the scene um, where there, where his house is attacked uh, the, from the helicopter and he uses his new armor that he can like control with his mind to uh, put it on Pepper instead of himself. I thought that was pretty cool. It shows how selfless he is, even though he had been called out by Captain America in, in uh, the prior movie for not, not being the guy that would, would lay down on the line or whatever um, for the team. Um, and obviously he's uh, done that numerous times uh, in the next uh, whatever 10 movies from here on out. So, um, but yeah, I love Iron Man. This definitely is my least least favorite of the three, but I'm going to go with a 3.0 exactly because I'll still watch this shit every time it's on TV. <laughs> well, that's something, you know, if I'm, it's a, <clears throat> if it's a Sunday and it like came on, like I'd lay on the couch, but like, for me to go into Disney Plus, pick the title and hit play, you're gonna be like it's gonna be a stretch. Um, nice review. And I I'm glad you hit that. Were, that that was probably one of the coolest parts as well. Like Pepper going into that suit. Um, PC Mike, you want to give it a rating, so even though you haven't seen it in years. I'm actually gonna abstain from this because I don't feel like I can give it justice. Wow, that's really big of you. It's been so long. I just. Andy's review kind of gave me some hope, but then I remember yours and it was just gloom. So I don't really want to, I'm going to, I'm going to step away from this one, but Robert Downey Jr. is a great superhero. That's where I'm going to stand on. 
That's oh, of course. No, that's that's not in question. And Robert Downey Jr. is still a joy to watch in the movie. It just it kind of pained me to see the situations they were putting him in. That that being said, I know what they're going for. They were trying to give him the human component, right? Take away the suit all the way. What happens? Um, but also, it was too much because he was also having like he was depressed and having severe anxiety from what happened in Avengers. So like you're trying to mix like two major types of arcs, and it just felt like a mess to me. So I appreciate you abstaining. I would say to any new MCU fan out there, do you watch this? Do you keep it in your order? Absolutely. You watch this, go into it with the same mentality that PC Mike just said about the Snyder Cut. Keep your expectations in check. Don't ex- You saw Iron Man, you saw Iron Man 2. Go ahead and expect Iron Man 3 not to be as good, and you'll leave it feeling just fine, and you'll be primed and ready for your next MCU title, which we will cover next week. Thor the Dark World, moving our way through Phase 2. Next up will be Captain America, the first Avenger. Fellas, any last thoughts on Iron Man 3 before we leave this one in the dust? I will give a bonus review for Andy, though, since he has not seen Memento. 3.8. All right, I'm sold. It's a big boy. All right. It's on Should I watch that before or after Survivor Series? While? Can you watch both at the same time and have the timelines merge? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> uh, it's on Tubi. I don't know what Tubi is. Is Tubi free? Like a streaming app, Tubi? Is that like the Roku thing or is that just like an app? I don't, I'm not really familiar with it Tubi. Had it had it on Roku too. Um, but it says Tubi. I saw a commercial for Tubi actually like on NBC the other day. Uh, but I also know they have Peacock, so I'm sh- I doubt it's that. But So it says, watch free movies and TV shows on Tubi. I'll, I will get, give it a shot and report back to you guys. Hey, if not, you know what? You pay to rent that. It's probably five bucks on Apple or something. That's one that we will. We're watching it. Listener, viewer, Memento. If you're a Memento fan, please write into the show and tell us why you love the movie or why you hate it because we're going to be talking about it. And we'd love to feature some fan mail during it. Getting back on the MCU real quick before we take, we are going to take a quick break because we have a lot to explore in Phase 4, talking about WandaVision Episode 6. Next up in the MCU rewatch, we are using that hashtag, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Before that will be Thor, the Dark World is next week. The reason I said Captain America first is because Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out in March, so we will finish the Captain America films before we get there. And I literally just went to Tubi.com and I could watch it, so I don't know what it is. You might have to register, but it kind of popped up, so I think it's free. You heard it here. Tubi.com. Watch Memento, because we're going to be talking about it on Mostly Superheroes. All right, stick around, guys. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. WandaVision Episode 6. Stick around. The Meat. Welcome back from the break. PC Mike, The Giggler, myself, we just broke down Iron Man 3 along with a whole bunch of what you watching today. I love when what you, what you watching is packed up, and we, of course, want to feature you guys on the show and see what people are watching out in the real world. Let us know at MostlySuperheroes.com for slash contact. And the other great place is, again, our Facebook page, the Mostly Superheroes Squad, free to join, totally exclusive, private group, and we're always sharing what's happening out there on TV and in movies the time to let you uh, tell us about your favorite stuff. Speaking of which, don't forget about the hashtag Mostly Madness Movie Tournament. We are taking submissions using the hashtag, or simply write us in. Tell us your favorite movie 
or movies. This is the time. The tournament is coming. We'll keep you posted on details. Moving into phase four of the MCU. I talked about this Monday during our Monday show, live on Instagram every week at noon. We also release it as a podcast. Appreciate you guys showing up to watch and those that are listening. According to Brandon Davis over at comicbook.com, WandaVision is the most watched television series worldwide. I said this Monday, um, I'm not surprised just because of how good it is myself, but hearing that other people are catching on, I think PC Mike, you had said this, that you were having friends starting to reach out to you after episode four, and that it was like that was the turning point. Well, now we have episode five, and today we're talking about episode six, and they just keep cranking it up. When are they going to stop? Speaking of you, PC Mike, let's just, uh, when did you watch this episode last? And uh, what was your feeling at the end? Were you feeling just excited? Uh, what were your feelings on Vision? We're going to get into the story, but you can keep it high level. Um, watched it, I think, last two days ago, I want to say. So it's pretty fresh. Um, I, I mean, I loved it. I really did. I go back and forth that I like five or six better. Um, I love the Malcolm in the Middle type of story that it was. That's what I kind of thought it was, like the 90s Malcolm in the Middle, looking at the camera, talking to the camera type of stuff like that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that's in my mind what it is. Um, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was crazy to kind of see Vision actually kind of change into a character that has a heart that I care about, which was weird, even though he's a computer. Um, but he's starting to like show different things that um, you want to care for and about. Um, there's so many things online I'm trying to stay away from. Uh, comicbook.com keeps throwing out like things like, and I've watched one and I was like, oh, that makes too much sense. So I'm going, I'm trying to stay from going down rabbit holes. But man, they just keep adding layers and layers and layers to this. Um, and they're pushing. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about the episode, but they're they're pushing the goalpost, literally. And they're doing things that I didn't think they would do yet. Um, and these last, what is it, three episodes? I think we're in for I think we're in for some crazy stuff that's gonna happen. Well, and you are the one that sent us that link, I think. These last three episodes, seven, eight, nine are gonna be an hour apiece, which means probably like forty six minutes. Yeah, their trailers and their uh, credits are pretty long, but still. 45 minutes of this, I mean, that's, I won't complain about that. Hell yeah, well said. And wait a, you did a good job, like, uh, talking about the episode with, like, things about the episode without spoiler, spoiling it. Well done. Giggler, how you feeling about WandaVision this far in? Oh, man, I love it. Again, like, like clockwork, I watched it immediately, like, finished immediately right before we uh, started recording today to keep it all fresh in my mind. And, not many shows that I will watch twice in the week that it comes out, even if it is for, for this. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat the, the whole time, both times. Like it's just, I, I, I can't get enough of it. I'm really sad that there's only three left, but I am also like, like you guys said, pumped that they're going to be longer. Um, just wondering like what the next show that they might be imitating is I'm pretty sure that was Malcolm in the middle. Like you said, Mike, I like maybe like the office or something like that. I, I don't know. Kat Denning got pulled in. Does she, is it going to be the two broke girl show? <laughs> Who knows? 
I saw probably probably not. I, but that'd be crazy. Yeah, I saw that. I saw like a meme about that, and I thought. I just thought, like, it put a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, I hope they don't do that because that's, like, an actual show she's in, and I'm like, I don't really care about that, to be honest. <laughs> no, they won't. I think it's just funny to think about. Hell, yeah. Uh, and and I like how you said, like, you're happy to watch this one before you record because I'm the same way. It's funny because, like, you didn't watch Britney Spears again, right? You didn't watch the documentary again. It's like, this is – it's not just that we rewatch it for the episode, but I genuinely, like, turn it on for a second time thinking – this is awesome. I get to see it again. I'm genuinely excited to get this on my television. Let's just you get catch something different every time, usually. Yes. No matter how many times you watch it. It's yeah. crazy. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's get into the story. Let's break it down piece by piece. Uh, without getting too deep, we'll keep it just at the level that it needs to be. Tell you what you need to know. Make our predictions for the next one. As we always kick off, just like the show does, because it is important, the previously on let us know kind of what happened in episode six, showing us the dog that they had, uh, Wanda using her powers in front of Agnes again. We got Norm and uh, Vision at their office whenever Vision kind of brought him back to the real Norm and saying, like, get her to stop doing this. Uh, Vision being told by Wanda that, uh she, he's like you can't control me we see that again so like they're letting us know that that is still the way of the world vision's kind of on his own now and we will see that in the early part of the episode then of course the big reveal of episode six at the end was we got a fox now disney x-men evan peters quicksilver playing pietro at the end of the episode One of the coolest TV moments um, I've ever seen, hands down. So great. And here we go. Let's get into the show. Opens up. It is, I believe it is, Malcolm in the Middle. Um, I have a nice shot here on our YouTube channel. We take, we are getting pretty um, specific with our, our images. Again, all of our images are from Disney+. Plus. Um, get over to our YouTube channel. You can kind of watch along with us as we're talking through this. And, yeah, it was that 90s feel, first-person camera. One of the little kids is running around. Um, you do see uh, Vision, you see Wanda, um, you see um, Agnes in the, in the kitchen. She's wearing stint, uh, bedazzled pants, and it says naughty on her butt. <laughs> you know, those were real big in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I thought immediately Malcolm in the middle. Now, there might be other ones at play. If we're missing it, folks, and you're out there and you're a TV head, this might be one we need to tap Imran over at Jock and the Nerd. I know he's a big sitcom head. If you are, too, let us know if there's other um, – inspirations here for this intro intro title and then getting into the opening scene here we go pietro uh is actually there and uh they're having a dialogue about halloween this is the much anticipated halloween episode that we've been seeing teased out since the show first ever got announced at comic-con last year or at this point a year and a half or so ago and it's wanda's uh comic accurate halloween costume old school and then we also get visions comic accurate uh costume as well pietro's on the couch he's sleeping and the kids are talking about how they're going to be going trick-or-treating tonight if there's any question of if this quicksilver was going to have speed powers they address that immediately he's running all over the living room playing with the kids i just have to say it evan peters is an absolute joy to watch in this episode giggler how are you sitting whenever you saw him running around with his speed he's just being hilarious how are you feeling was like did it click for you yeah, I was like wondering, like what what's really gonna happen with this guy? Because it, it could be any number of of uh, scenarios. But yeah, he started running around. I was like, okay, good. That's 
that's promising for, for kind of our theories that we've talked about, but I still don't know. No, do we know anything really? This is just kind of, this is no, we not yet. Well, I mean, this early on, you're still like, what's going on, but they do give us some tidbits here. Okay. So Pietro actually starts telling a story about whenever him and Wanda were kids. And there's a flashback sequence where they like are buying this fish from an old lady. Yep. Hilarious. It was funny as hell. But Wanda's like, I don't remember it like that. So right away you're like, oh, this guy's making up a, a past that she doesn't necessarily remember. Um, and then Wanda's going to take these kids trick-or-treating. Vision is going to go out on his own and explore the town. He says he's going to like just make, he's just making sure he's keeping it safe. And Wanda's visibly upset. She's like, that's not what you're supposed to. And he like gives her a look like, we already talked about this. You don't tell me what to do. And he goes out. Pietro's going to go trick-or-treating with the kids. All right, so again, we're getting a lot more of this back and forth between the realities we know. We're going back to Sword Town. This is great. We have uh, the reality is still glowing very red from Wanda did that at the end of Episode 6. They're researching the drone that got uh, they captured in the last episode. Well, Hayward is making it very clear. He says it like out loud in some way. We are here to take out Wanda. He gets rid of Monica, Darcy, and Agent Wu. Says, like, you guys have been trying to save her the whole time. Get out of here. Hayward tells Monica he knows he's friends with Captain Marvel, so we get a Captain Marvel reference. He also says that the people that came back from the blip don't have the luxury of not remembering what it's like to lose everything. That was a powerful line from Agent Hayward, just saying, like, hey, we've been here for five years. You just got back, and you have all this optimism. He's like, the people that have been here are really like still struggling and hurting. And I was like, ouch, this guy really just kind of laid it on her, kicks their ass out. And now the trio is working on their own to break away from the sword guys that were escorting them out. Darcy has a funny line like, why didn't you tell me the plan? These three are still going to try to figure this out. Did you guys get a weird vibe from that line from Hayward, though? Like, I, I just think there's something not right with him or maybe just sword overall. Like that maybe they, I don't know, maybe they might know more than they, they're saying. I don't know. Maybe we'll get, I'm going to probably get into things more later. But like when he said that, I was just like that usually they don't say things like that for without a reason. And we don't know a lot about his, his past. So I think that's something that, that might be touched on the next few episodes. Yeah, it felt like there was like more at play for sure. And that like this vendetta against everything that's happening with Wanda is so direct and so like black and white. You're like, what is going on? Why is he like this? I, I just don't know what it is, though. I, I, I still don't. Um, PC Mike, what were you thinking during the scene when he kicks out everybody out? Do you have any, like, does this Hayward like a black and white bad guy or is there more going on here? I think it's almost kind of classic, like, shady government agency that somebody's above him pulling the strings i don't know mm. um, i don't know who that would be i'm not in i haven't read many comics to like give me any ideas but it just feels like the classic it's too easy for him to be the main bad guy yes to i totally agree with that statement it's like it can't be that side. easy like we know that there's those clues on the other side but it's almost just too clear like he's who we're focusing our hate on but then who's telling him what to do he's not running the show i don't think i mean he's running this like little camp but he's not running the whole thing um to me so i think there's more to it but i'm glad andy kind of pointed that out because as we're moving on i was like all right let's move on but then that's a good little thing that i'm kind of whoa 
every they do everything in the show for a reason. Every, there's a reason behind what they say and what they do. Um, so every we, I mean, everyone, internet sluice. We got to look at everything. Yeah, exactly. And then a, a few episodes ago, someone was describing him, and then it cut out. Like cut out. I think uh, Darcy was about to call him a dick or something like that, and he said he said like terrorist. So it, he made you think like what was what's going on there but at the same time maybe they're just effing with us it could be the case with a lot of things in this show and yeah it took me back to like early days marvel like when uh agent colson you know we he was like kind of the, the the dick in thor when he took all of jane's like equipment and just was like very matter of fact like i'm taking your stuff and you're like well not to say that like i don't know if this hayward isn't necessarily a good guy like colson was but there's definitely more at play like we have barely even scratched the surface of sword and who they are at large like we have literally only seen this one camp outside of westview and like we know that they're on a galactic level like trying to protect earth so we have you guys are hitting the nail on the head plenty more to unpack there all right, back over to Wanda World. Everyone's trick-or-treating. This looks so good. The costumes, everything looks so amazing. This is just another aspect of how the show just, if nothing else, if you if you had any problem with any of the story or anything, which I think is impossible, it just looks great. Uh, Wanda, Wanda and Pietro uh, basically have this back and forth, right, where she's starting to question him. She tries to see if he remembers any of her actual past. He is very matter-of-fact from the get-go. He's not like the other people in the town. He is in the know, and he's talking to her kind of point blank. Uh, he goes, you're testing me. Um, he says, I know I look different. She says, why? And he says, you know, all I know is, um, well, 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 actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the kids come up. They're actually going to go run around and trick-or-treat with uh, Pietro. And one of the kids actually goes, kick ass. And, the, and Wanda repeats him and goes, kick ass. And I thought... I wonder if that's like a nod to the kick-ass movie that the other kid that played Quicksilver was the star of. Forgetting that kid's name that played old Pietro in Age of Ultron. Aaron Tyler Johnson. Yep, he was the star of the kick-ass and kick-ass 2. So I didn't know. I was like, that. I might just be looking into that because there was no other reference. I think they did that on for, for sure on purpose. That was because like she repeated it too. She did. So. Exactly. That's what made me notice it was when she repeated it back. Um, and then we get Herb. I have an image here of Herb. He's dressed up as a great-looking uh, Frankenstein monster. And he says, uh, Wanda, is there anything that I can? you want me to change? Is there anything you need here? And it is almost seemed like he's like directly working for Wanda, like looking her in the eye and being like, is everything is this good for you? <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys picked up on that as well. All right, so now we get Vision on his own, and he's doing his walk of the town. He's doing some exploring, seeing what's happening. He finds people on the edge of town. This is place – you guys have both said this. You guys have called this early as we watch this show. The further people get away from Wanda, the more, like, broken down they get. And he sees a woman uh, doing some laundry or putting up decorations, actually. She has a single tier. Um, and the further out he gets, the more – kind of like docile people are people are just kind of standing there obviously getting more broken as they get far away i'm really excited to talk about this part with you guys you guys can see the image here on the screen we get a commercial in this one it's a, a 90s like stop motion animated cartoon with a shark and a kid on an island and it's a commercial for yo magic 
The kid can't get it open. He slowly like decays over time. He turns into a skeleton. The shark is the one that gives it to him and says, I used to be hungry all the time until I ate yo magic. And the kid like dies. And it says, uh, what's it say? Oh, yo magic, the snack for survivors. So this made me think that someone at play here, whether it be Pietro, Agnes, or maybe like someone we don't even know yet, is like feeding off of this magic that's out there that just happens to be along for the ride, but Wanda does her thing. PC Mike, how did you feel about this commercial? And am I missing a reference here? It looked so familiar to me, but I couldn't place it off the top of my head. The only thing that I really called upon, I thought it was like the boy was the townspeople and she was like kind of draining them. Oh. That's what I thought it as. Um, I didn't really see any other connections. I don't even know if Yo Magic's like a thing in the MCU. Um, but I just kind of felt like it's Wanda there and like, oh, we're so close. We're so close, but you can't have it. And mm. I'm I'm in control. Like, I don't know if, like, the kid didn't get a spoon or anything to eat the yogurt. So maybe Wanda's, like, holding that from him. That's really the only thing I saw with this commercial. What about you, Giggler? How are you feeling during this wacky-looking thing? I I have no freaking clue what this commercial is. This is definitely the most confusing one. Like, I, I can't even begin to – like, I've seen speculation, on, like, on these – of what they are. just don't agree with them, or I, I don't know what, what it is, to be honest. it's I'm, I'm, I'm stumped. It did look like a very 90s commercial. It reminded me of like, I couldn't, but again, I couldn't think of like any actual brands, but I feel like it was probably a mix of maybe different things. Listener, if you know what was talk, what we're talking about, write in, let us know. Um, but definitely some plays on just, you know, some things that you don't have to guess on. There's something about eating up magic to like survive. So there's some component of that happening. Yeah, like survivors. I just, I don't know what that means. If I, I can't even... This has know. nothing to do with the show, but do you guys remember Street Sharks? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it does. It was that was nineties. Yeah, nineties, and then it was kind of like that claymation, like celebrity deathmatch type stuff on there. Wow, so, that's a throwback, man. I gotta look these up. Just some nineties callbacks. All right, uh, we get back to Wanda and Pietro. There's a lot of Wanda and Pietro in this one. Uh, they uh, address not having any accidents. Pietro says that he uh, was shot in the street like a dog. And then he heard Wanda calling him. And then now he's here. So, you know, right away you're like, okay, well, the Pietro from Age of Ultron did get shot down. But, like, I was like, is this meant to just throw us off? Or, like, is this the actual Pietro that's back? Or is this, like, another person that was like shot in another way and is now back from the dead. I was thrown for a loop and they really got, I was like, okay, you guys are, they're doing, this writing is so tricky. At this point, you would think that you know what's going on, but I still didn't. Go ahead, PC Mike. Could be a reach, but they did lose a dog in this show. Was he like the reincarnation of their dog they lost that was maybe shot in the street? I don't know. Probably not, but that's probably connecting too much. I don't know. It was the same episode that he showed up in, and the dog showed up, then he died, and then the brother came at the end. So, like, I thought there was a connection to the dog from the get-go. So, remember, can't she only make something that's already there? So, was the dog what she made into her brother because he was already there? You would think like you would think that maybe he'd have more dog tendencies, but he does run around quite a bit. If he was, you know, he's like, oh, I wish I had a bone. <laughs> He straight up looks like Ace Ventura and Pet Detective where he has that scene where he goes crazy in like the 
is in like a mental hospital or something like that. Yeah, it's like pulled straight up. I mean, he also looks like Wolverine. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, man. All right, so the boys, the little boys, they have powers. So here we go. We got one with super speed. We'll find out the other one later. Again, their comic book names are Wiccan and Speed. So, like, one has speed. One's, like, more of a witch, I think. And the Wanda tells them, don't go past Ellis Avenue. So that's obviously, like, where the town barrier is. Back to S.W.O.R.D., the trio, Monica, Wu, and Darcy, are uh, trying to figure out a way to get back into the boundary. They're hacking Hayward's devices and, like, looking into his files, his emails, trying to see what's going on. Uh, Then they get this satellite view of the town that allows them to track all the people as well as Vision. They say, okay, this is tracking Vibranium. You can see Vision walking to the edge of town. They're like, where is he going? Get some nice images here showing like the, how the town looks. Back to Vision. He's getting further and further out. He gets to this weird, creepy cul-de-sac. And at this point, no one can even talk. No one can even answer him. They're just standing still. And here we go. Vision goes full-on Vision. Like the one we know from Age of Ultron is full outfit, not just his face or anything. Like we've seen him in the house wearing normal clothes being Vision. He's got the cape. And he flies up. He looks at the entire town. He sees the barrier. It's on the other side of Ellis Avenue. He flies down and he finds Agnes sitting in a car. He says, what are you doing here? And she's just staring there. She like says something about, I got lost. I made a wrong turn. Um, And then he touches her head, brings her back to what we think is real life because we've seen him do this with Norm. She says, oh, you're one of the Avengers. Are you here to save us? He says, what's an Avenger? Because, like, again, he doesn't remember what happened before Westview. And then she just says, maybe we're dead. And she just starts repeating dead over and over and over again. So he puts her back. I was lost. I was like, oh, my gosh. Is she, like, a person? Is she a bad guy? Like, is she just trapped like everybody else? Is this a, is this a ploy to trick Vision? And then here we go. Vision sees the barrier, and he's like, I'm going to go out there and see what's going on. So he's on Ellis up. Ellis Avenue right now, correct? Yes, he's right there. He's right there. He's at the stop sign on Ellis Avenue. Here, go back to this. And that's where she's parked. He's like just staring at Ellis Avenue at the barrier. Did you see the connection with Ellis Avenue, what that means? Tell me. No, I don't know. He's the president. Ellis is the president in Iron Man 3 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's President Ellis. I saw that president in the movie just, I mean, just that we watched, I just watched this week, (laughs) Iron Man 3, and he's, I mean, he's great. I wonder what the connection is, if it's like he has a a role to play here. I don't know. I didn't know that. Is that what? what? (laughs) That'd be too weird. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a big, that'd be a weird mix. But like, was that, was that internet sleuth talk, Mike? comicbook.com man they just keep pumping stuff out and i keep seeing bits and pieces but that's one that i remembered and i had to go back and double check but yeah ellis avenue somebody somebody connected it somebody thought more into it than um us but they figured out ellis and president ellis and all that and maybe you know what it is maybe the street names are just like old marvel characters from across the whole mcu like who knows that'd be cool all right so next here we go back to sword Darcy tells Monica. Monica's like, okay, I'm going to go back in. I got this car that can, like, take me back into the hex. But 
Um, Darcy says you can't do that. Your cells have changed on a molecular level because you've gone through the hex twice. Monica doesn't care. She says, I know what Wanda's feeling, and I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna stop until I help her. She said she's going back in. So uh Wu and Monica are going. Darcy's gonna hang back. She's gonna keep digging into Hayward's files because there's something big there that she just can't quite get to. Back to WandaVision world. Pietro and Wanda says, like, I think mom and dad would have liked this town. He asked where she was hiding all these kids. Because remember, Vision was like, where are all the children in the town? And he's like, were they just asleep in their beds? He's like, I'm pretty impressed. You've done a good job here. Uh, you've kept all the families together. They've all got good jobs. And I, I said this last week. He says, like, I'm actually just impressed. You've come a long way from just making people have bad dreams. And I was like, that's exactly what I said. Like, she used to just have to, like, get next to your head and she can make you upset. Now she's like, what? Creating an alternate reality right in the middle of Earth. She says, how do you do this? She says, I'm not sure. He says, I'm not, I'm not some stranger. I'm not your husband. You can talk to me. He does not say I'm your brother in that part. And she says, all I remember is that I felt alone and helpless and just completely eternally alone or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, was this when she got blipped and was dead? Because she got dusted at the end of Endgame. So I'm thinking that might have been her very emptiness that she fell, felt. And then maybe when she came back, something happened. I think this is going to be a story we get in these last three episodes. It'll probably be flashback. It's going to be like, it's gonna, I'm already getting chills thinking about it. It's going to be like her coming back from the snap and then take us off from there. Giggler, what do you think? PC Mike, either one. Well, we got Monica's when she came back, correct? Early on. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to get hers as well. I I could not remember if she got blipped or not. Because I, I know she was in the final fight scene in, in Endgame. But, huh. Thanos Thanos rips it out of his a Vision's head, throws him down, and then Wanda is sitting on the ground just with his body, and she dusts away. Okay. Huh. Um, okay, then while they're talking about all this, she looks back, Pietro's like full on dead, like Vision was before. And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. All right, back to Darcy. She finds an email that she was looking for. It says cataract in it. And she emails it to Wu. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. I didn't notice that. She pulled up the computer. She found it. She goes, oh, and she emails it to Wu. And then she says, Vision, what are you? She sees Vision getting to the edge of the barrier. And she's like, oh, gosh, what's he doing? Vision. Oh, man, here we go. Vision is going through this thing. All right. This was the climax of the episodes. We're, we're getting to the end here. And he's pushing his way through. The reality is like, don't go out there. He's getting through. It's pulling him back. It's tearing him apart, like into pieces. It was hard to watch. It was like really powerful. Into hexagon, somebody said. Of course. Back to WandaVision. Wanda World, I mean. Billy, this is their son, now has powers. Okay, he has like these vision powers. That's more witchy, right? So I'm thinking like he's Wiccan. And he's seeing his dad. He goes to his mom. This is where Pietro runs up and says, hey, chill, lady. Your dead husband can't die twice. And this is where I thought her brother would never say that. And he wouldn't even know that. How would he know that Vision's dead? 
if he said that he literally he remembered die, like dying and then all of a sudden he was calling to her holy shit you're right well she created him right so wouldn't yeah. she know that he died and she's wanda knows but pietro wouldn't know that vision died in because he died well before avengers endgame I'm thinking that she somehow is in his mind and created him. And that's like his, like an alter ego or something oh. on like a shoulder. Like, oh. hey, like try to talk her maybe back. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he created, like she, she seemed shocked when he showed up. Like, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one. And that's the thing. If he's not Pietro, like who is he? Is he one of these bad guys? Is he Mephisto? Is he like some other person? Is he... Uh, is he the Quicksilver from Fox that just happens to have like weird memories because he's in the WandaVision world? You know who had cataracts, I believe. Cyclops from X-Men. Oh my God. That'd be crazy. Maybe that's what they found. Like more mutants or something. And like that's what she emailed. All right. So whenever he says this, Wanda, blast him back. And we go back to Vision. He's coming apart again. Got ahead of myself there. And Darcy gets cuffed to a Jeep. She's like out there. She's waiting. And Wanda makes this reality of the di the diameter of the reality spread out at an exponential rate. Everyone's driving away. It looks like Monica and Wu did make it, it looked like. They got far enough away. But everyone else, they're getting sucked up. Vision gets sucked up. He looks like he's healthy and okay again. Sword soldiers are turning into like clowns. There's a helicopter that turns into a hot air balloon. Uh, just a heads up, guys. The next episode, there's going to be a circus in town. Yeah, I caught that too for sure. <laughs> it's going to be weird, especially because it's out near the outside of the um, perimeter. So, and she yeah. made this thing. How many? I mean, how big is this thing now? It's 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 like ten towns now. I mean, it could be the whole Earth by the end of it. Yeah, except now that it's happening on this big of a scale, I'm telling you, you're telling me that Doctor Strange isn't going to get involved? Somebody's coming. Avengers are coming. This is happening. All right, that's the episode. Wanda closes in on her red eyes. We're going to get Darcy in the universe. Vision looks like he'll be okay. Um, holy cow, they really left us for a loop. It was like, I don't even know what to expect. I was blown away. I can't wait till episode seven. Let's go down the line. Giggler, what did we miss? Other other thoughts? And how'd you feel about this week's episode? So, yeah, one thing that we did not discuss is who Monica and Wu are going to meet. Like, she just says it's a male that is a aerospace engineer. Mm. I don't know. Do, do you think it could be... Oh, I see Mike. I was... Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, I think, is a or one of the Fantastic Four. Could be. That'd be cool. Um, that is, that would be quite a, a misdirection because everyone's thinking mutants, 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 and then all of a sudden they're just like, nah, just kidding. We're gonna throw in Fantastic Four intro here. I don't. I don't think it'll be both, but who knows? I, I think uh, that'd be either one would be a cool a cool reveal. And obviously we've still got in the back of our heads like this big Luke Skywalker level cameo that um Paul Bettany talked about. Like, has that happened yet? Is it gonna happen? I personally think that there's something big coming. Of course, there's three episodes left and this show has had just 
bangers on bangers every week. So I, I cannot wait till the next one. I've said that every week, but um, especially it's going to be a little bit longer. Um, we got that over the head of, over our heads. I, I think for sure, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think, but I don't believe Agnes's act that she was putting on in the car seemed too fishy and that she just kind of like, she was messed up. And then all of a sudden he like touched her head and then reset her or whatever. And then she just like drove away. Like, I feel like if she's so jacked up that she can't even move at that stop sign, like she can't just drive away after that. It, it just didn't seem right to me. I think that she's, I don't know if she's in on it or what, but she definitely was not acting truthfully there. I think she was, she was trying like misdirecting us for sure. It looked like she was, I mean, they led us to believe that she was trying to get out of there because she's like at the edge and she's like, she won't let us leave. She won't even let us think about it. Man, this show is so good, especially after like rewatching other MCU titles. I just, I can't, like, I feel like so excited that I can't believe we have three episodes left. They're going to be our piece. PC Mike, what else do you catch? What else are you hearing out on the internet? And how'd you feel about this week? Like I said, five and six were awesome. Best of the series so far. Um, I'm trying to stay off as much as possible, but when you're scrolling through Instagram or Twitter, some stuff just happens. I think we pretty much hit it all. Um, the only thing, uh, the giggler said he's going to be sad when this ends. I don't know if I'm going to be sad or excited because we finally get some answers. And I am struggling with all these avenues that we're going. So I might be a little more relieved um, than him just because, like, I want to know what's happening. I still think that big reveal is coming. I do not think it's Evan Peters. If they're comparing Evan Peters to Luke Skywalker, they need to really reevaluate some things in their life because that's just not how it should work. So I still think there's some big things to come. Um, I think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a tie in with Dr. Strange. Like you just said, Logan, somehow they have to continue these movies with phase four. Um, so I'm excited to see what's coming next uh, for sure. Well said, I could not agree more. I think that, you know, they've teased out that like maybe some of these shows get a sequel, but like whenever I hear maybe about like WandaVision season two, right? Like you're, they're saying maybe. I think they're going to wrap up like a lot of this story and it's going to be about the next story. Now, will there be a cliffhanger component to the show? Absolutely. Because why wouldn't there be with weekly content coming out all year, multiple shows, multiple movies where it's all going to tie together? Yeah. Whatever it happens at the end of this, we know that Wanda is in Doctor Strange too. And I think that it might be almost a direct tie in. I don't know. I agree. I think it's just going to lead up to right there. Whatever it's just going to lead off to is Doctor Strange multiverse movie. So it doesn't even feel like quite real to be able to say like, okay, the show ends and then Falcon and Winter Soldier and then Loki, Black Widow. Like it's just happening. It's all happening. We have, we're going to be talking about this shit every single week. Disney's going to pump them out, man, just like they have with the Star Wars, and I'm here for it. Yeah, and then we got Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with Star Wars. I'm being 100% honest. That is so much stuff. Well, I think we'll keep up with like the stuff that connects most directly. I think like you're going to have Han Solo, or not Han Solo, uh, Book of Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, and then maybe like, oh, and then Obi-Wan. Like those three, you know we're going to watch those three. But I can't, I don't know if I can do all the Rebels and all the 
other stuff like that'll be hard yeah i think a lot of it's animated too so i probably that that's something that i most of us would probably not be in on because i don't know might not connect to the larger universe but the things that do i'm i'm in for sure well, I think we did a good job as well. This was WandaVision Episode 6. Next week is WandaVision Episode 7. You can bet your ass we'll be talking about it. And another fun thing we're doing for our fans that go the extra mile on this show, I'm doing my uh, an instant take, about three to six minute usually audio, only goes to our newsletter subscribers. You go to MostlySuperheroes.com, you subscribe to the newsletter, what do you get? A handwritten email from me every Friday highlighting on what's coming up on the show so you kind of know before everybody else a little bit more detail um, it's a way for you to get involved. All you have to do is hit reply, and boom, you're going to be in fan mail. You subscribe to that newsletter. I'm going to do it. I do an instant take. It's spoiler-filled. I keep it very quick. Like, I watch it, and then I get on the mic, and I just start talking. So um, that's for you fans that are really subscribing. We see more and more subscribers every week. The squad, man, we appreciate you guys so much, and the fact that you guys are on this journey with us. We have so much more to talk about. We're just getting started. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm done do this the rest of my life. So <laughs> I hope Giggler and PC Mike are ready to grow old with mostly superheroes. With that, let's get into what's coming up on the show. Whew, that was fun. Uh, all right, getting into what's happening, what's happening this week. So we do have a spinoff of mostly superheroes. It's a music show exclusively on Spotify built using Anchor. What's it called? Mostly superheroes, the music show. We keep it nice and easy for you. It's decades month over there. We do have a new episode out. We did the 80s, the 90s. This week was the 2000s. Giggler, I know you listen from time to time. Have either of you heard it yet? It was a banger. I have not heard this one yet, but I'm going tomorrow while I work to get me through the workday for sure. Here's some titles for you. How I, I, met, how I met your mother. I won't be disappointed. I know that. Spider-Man. <laughs> I think I made it Iron Man again. Some CW shows are like WB. There's some good stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Did you do the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack with Hero, Chad Kroger, and the guy from Seether? Yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, Hero's in there. It's mostly superheroes. Yeah. I know a hero can save me. <laughs> we'll stand here today. <laughs> Oh man, it's a it's a jam. Um, get over and check it out. It's exclusively on Spotify because of music rights, and it's something that you can put on when you're driving in your car, doing your laundry. It's kind of like a playlist, just with me talking in between, and it's usually just a component of like my childhood, a TV show or movie that I love. Um, and we're gonna do we did 2000s this week, 2010s next week. MCU rewatch happening here every single week. Watching old MCU stuff along with the new MCU stuff, I think it's the best way to do it. I mean, the fact that you guys connected President Ellis to a movie that I just watched yesterday, I think that there is something magical to be said about watching these things in tandem, and I think we're doing something differently than other podcasts out there right now doing these titles this way. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. We're having a great time. Uh, next up, Thor The Dark World. I'm going to go and tease it out. We have a guest coming on for next week. I'm not even going to say who it is. But we have a guest coming on the show. We're excited to have him on. Um, we'll announce it next week, so don't miss it. And, of course, the meat right now is all about WandaVision. And, guys, we're 30 days out from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, so that's coming up next. I can't believe it. We're so excited. 
Something new every day at MostlySuperheroes.com. There's a full-on schedule Sundays through Saturday. If you're ever wondering what's happening, there's a schedule. I recommend that you print it and put it on your fridge, your bathroom. It's really good to have in the house. Like Maybe I'll get this schedule on a pillow, and then you could buy the throw pillow for your couch. Oh, man. Okay. Yep, that's Don't what we're doing. Don't tempt me, Logan. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love we need. pillows. That's what we need. We need throw pillows with the schedule on it. I'm going to get it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> That's what we need to start giving to our fans, gift cards for tattoo parlors. If you're a real squad member, you would. That's right. Um, okay, guys. I think we did a great job today. So much fun hanging out with these two. Uh, Giggler, let's start with you. Did you have a good time today? Give us some, uh, w- some words from the Giggler before we sign off today. Uh, great time as always. This is a great uh, escape from – from work and our normal normal lives especially with all craziness going on and especially when you look outside and there's just a foot of snow outside that's just disgusting to look at that i know will just be there for like two weeks because the the forecast doesn't doesn't look good ahead of us anyways but what better to do when you're uh snowed in and bored just take a listen to uh all these podcasts that we've made for you all and uh keep it busy hell Keeps yeah me busy too Hell yeah. I, I don't know if you guys, if you guys are listening to this show, I don't know if you realize, I mean, we put out three podcasts a week. We got our mini episode on Monday, keeping you in the know. We got the music show, this one, Andy's totally right. Plenty of stuff to watch, plenty of stuff for us to keep you entertained on. PC Mike, give us that optimism we need to keep us through the rest of the week. I don't know if it's optimism or it's just me. I got to catch up to you two. I got Britney Spears to watch. I got uh, the Cecil Hotel to watch. I got some stuff um, to watch coming up. Um, and I'm hopefully uh, WandaVision keeps bringing it, which I think they will. I think we're going to get some more layers. Um, seven, eight, nine, then ultimate episode eight. We might see some fireworks there too. So I'm excited. Hell yeah. I feel like anytime you have an episode before the last two, because the last two are going to be kind of like combination huge. I feel like that eight is going to be that, Kind of set up for it. Pretty excited. And hey, one title you forgot to mention, it's on our list because we talked about it so much today, is Memento. So put that on your list. We're going to talk about it. So good. I might get the lady to watch it here this week. I don't know if she's seen it. Yeah. It's Andy. Awesome. I'm, I'm sold. Normally, a lot of times when people tell me to watch things, I just nod my head. I'm like, yeah, I'll add it to the list. And this list is just a fake list that you you don't have a reference in life, but this this one's going on the real list that I will probably watch this weekend. Pay attention. It's not a movie that you can sit on your phone about. It's All right, good. That's very good information because I'm the worst in in life at doing that. So yeah, if you miss a part and then you look up ten minutes later, you're gonna be like, "What movie am I watching?" I'll talk about it next week. It literally changes colors, so you really might be. What movie am I watching? You guys want to do it? You guys want to put it on the list this week? You think we can get it done? I think we can. All right, you heard it. We're going to talk about Mento next week uh, in Mostly Superhero Season 2, Episode 9. Plenty more happening. Check out the schedule. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. And right into the show. we got to get you on fan mail. We're having so much fun. Plenty happening at MostlySuperheroes.com. Thank you, listener. Thank you, viewer. We will see you next time. Take it easy.